Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your walking around Neiman Marcus with a gas mask host, Clay Bonine. I am joined by my, with my dogs like Caesar Milan, co-host Tanner Mavis. (laughs) And we are back on the Soul Serum Podcast, baby. Episode number 43. Four, 44 this yeah this is number 44 yeah um but and it's another interview episode before we introduce our guests i gotta remind everybody obviously follow us on instagram and twitter a nice graphic right here subscribe to us on youtube the main page and the tv page go check out all the recent videos that we dropped go check out the behind the scenes with mike lobby that we dropped a bit ago just go run up literally every single video go that we and, have go watch and like our shit bro. just go watch i know it. some of y'all just be listening and don't go hit the like button on the fucking video go do it <laughs> go do it don't be a dummy Enough of that, though. Uh, Today on the show, we have a very special guest with us. If you've been keeping up with the underground these past few years, then this guy should be very familiar to you. He's an artist who has the ability to make a song that makes you want to punch a wall and then follow it up with an introspective look on life. And word has it that if you drink his piss, you might fuck around and get high. (laughs) Today on the show, we have Kevin Kazi. Welcome to the show. Can we get a clap from the studio audience? Yeah! That was a hell of a fucking intro. You like that? Thank you. Crazy. I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. I work on that. I work on these things. No, that was like perfectly set up. Like, thank you. Thank you, bro. Expecting that. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for thanks for coming on, bro. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. How are so you just drove up from Atlanta today? Yeah. Right. When did you all leave? Like five o'clock in the morning. That's an early, that's an early call time. I mean, it didn't feel like anything. Do you guys be traveling a lot? Yeah, we've been traveling a lot recently. Like, especially in a car, like just driving up to North Carolina, South Carolina, coming back. Yeah. Yeah, just constantly. The the drive from here to Atlanta is for real not that bad. It's actually like a pretty smooth drive, for real. Seven hours. Um, Well, let's, let's start at the beginning before we get into anything music. I know that you grew up in Atlanta, but you said you moved around a lot as a kid Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about that like about your early upbringing straight up like my parents weren't the richest people in america Mm -hmm. but like they started getting more money like each year because my dad was doing it and it works like this it's information technology so as every year goes by technology advances yeah so like more opportunities for him he got in on it early yeah he did (laughs) he got in on it before it was cool so like yeah yeah so my life was just getting better every year, though. So were you moving around, like, in different parts of Atlanta, or were you moving around, like, city to city? It was, like, different parts of, I would say, DeKalb County. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, like, gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the surrounding area. Yeah. Well, one thing I think that's, like, that at least to me, it seems cool about growing up in Atlanta is, like, you got to organically find out about some artists super early on like uh, early on to Cardi early on to Larry League and people mm-hmm. like that talk Yachty. about yeah probably early on to Yachty too super. talk about those early SoundCloud days when you first started listening to that music I mean I was really like it, it honestly I found that music at the, like the perfect time because it's like when I first started smoking weed so it's like yeah. everything was like hitting <laughs> 10 times harder actually. yeah yeah so like fucking I remember I don't even remember who was like the first artist that was probably like there is this shit 
Oh my God, it's probably a thousand band funny. Polaroid yeah. pill. It's mm. probably the first mm-hmm. song that I've ever heard. Or it was that one or Parking Lot Pimpin' with Uno the Activist. Yeah. Those two songs were like first the first. My first funny song was uh, Who You Testing. Oh my God. That's crazy. <laughs> That's the DJ Young Cash beat. That's yeah. a crazy ass song. That song was so fire. Yeah, not But like, you, did you, do you think like you got to see these artists earlier because you were in Atlanta while that was like starting to formulate? Or do you think you would have found out about them just like anyways? I mean, I would, I would say that like, I don't know, honestly, because I found out about Fani through Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. I saw the Rihanna wrist like music video. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody, one of, somebody that I followed retweet. Okay, yeah, they're from Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're that's right. Usually, how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just like that's just a natural byproduct of just like you being or being present in like a music scene it's a little bit easier now obviously with the internet but like even like i'm originally from like louisville and so like you know for example like jack harlow like everybody knew about jack harlow like locally but like that's just because we were in louisville so like we knew about it so i figured that was probably like a similar thing with some of these early atlanta artists but how did that how did those artists inspire you to like start making music though i mean it was really like um i i remember listening to um icy twat also like mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. fucking divine council and all that shit and like remembering like the way that all that shit sounded like it sounded like celestial music like it sounded like it wasn't from it's this a earth. great word to use yeah for like that. that's literally how like I like I always pictured music in my head. Yeah. So like when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is like advanced. Like, this is like, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, like, they did it. They oh my did god. It. Like I need to now. I need to remake it. Like so immediately, I was making Lord Fubu, like Icy Twat, like Divine Council type beats, and mm-hmm. that's how I started this whole thing. Did you start making beats or did you start like rapping first? Were you just like pulling beats off YouTube and just like loading them up? I've been rhyming since I was like a little kid. Mm -hmm. Like I always knew that I could rhyme words together. Yeah. So like that was just something I did. But when I started rapping, it was like I did pull beats off of YouTube and Mm -hmm. I did make connections with YouTube producers and stuff to get like. So I was like, I was kind of smart about it. Like I knew that if I came into this music shit, like I couldn't. I didn't have a microphone yet, but mm-hmm. before I had a microphone, because I was asking my mom for one, I was making connections on the internet, and I was, like, typing out my fucking bars in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And niggas thought it was the hardest shit ever. Like, people would be like, holy shit. And I'd be like, I'm only 14 afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's stupid. But I'd do that. People would be like, yo, you hard as fuck. Let me say G beats. And, like... I wonder if I've ever read any of your lyrics in some comments though, because like I've, so when I see those comments and, and I'm like I'm like reading it along to the beat, I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers kind of hard. Yeah. Like, wow, I, I don't know if they sound good, but I, it, it looks good on paper oh, though. It's hilarious, but yeah, that's basically how I would get produced. Like, I don't know why, but like I just knew that I was hard enough. Like at a certain point, because how I started rapping, and I think I said this in another interview, but. I was smoking weed with my friends, and they were like, yeah, you're a little too good. Like, you need to take this seriously. Yeah, you all freestyle, and then they're mm-hmm. just like, Yeah, they're like, second. what the yeah. fuck? Are you writing this shit down, Kevin? And I'm like, nah. Like, <laughs> I've just been rapping for, like, I've been rhyming for a minute. Like, I never thought that I was going to be a rapper. Like, yeah. this shit just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, like, do you do you still freestyle now, or are you more on the writing tip for your personal, like, process? 
uh, yeah, I don't even like. I will like write like fragments of stuff that I want to remember. Uh huh. Like, when I go into the studio, it's just punch in. Like, but this whole uh, like new album is punch in. I haven't. I don't think I've written a song since. I don't want to promise anybody anything, but like, yeah, a lot of stuff has been freestyle since 2018. Like, that's crazy. I think tax. If you get, if anybody remembers what the song tax produced by Fish, like that was like the first time that I ever punched in a song. But ever since then, I like I started maneuvering into like the more freestyling wave. Yeah, that's super far. Um, on, I, I kind of want to look at like a the opposite side of this coin. So we talked about like you listening to the early SoundCloud stuff, but you also have noted in interviews that you grew up listening to like Pearl Jam and Blink One Eighty Two, and like, and you have a song that has a Green Day sample mm-hmm. in it. I fr- what yeah. song is that? I was trying to refind um, that song. When I come around. Is it? Day, it's on the but, Dookie album. But no, no, no. But what's the song? Like oh, your Starstruck. song, that, Starstruck, dude. I was trying to refine that song all day. I love that. I love that Green Day song, but I also really love that sample. But how did you? How did you figure out like these two kinds of music that are on pretty different ends of like the musical spectrum? So like a kid on the internet. So there is this thing called Yahoo Music if anybody remembers what mm-hmm, that is. Mm-hmm. And it would have like all like every single artist that's released music from A to Z in their name and you could just click on anything and like find out like any song. So I would just I think green I is my favorite vague, color. I have a vague memory of that. That sounds super yeah. familiar to me. I'm gonna look, look keep keep talking, but, but I'm like, looking it up. Yeah, though. Yahoo music, like it's literally how I found and then there is this another thing. What was it like? I think it was radio, like Radio Disney, but like they had this website too, like where you could stream. And I would listen to like a whole bunch of shit on there, and like, like that would expand like my hearing palette, I guess. So damn Radio Disney, yeah, like, shout out, yeah, like so it was it was Yahoo Music and Radio Disney, like really that made me start listening to other. Talking about right. like I think I, I was on Yahoo like music this, too. like this kind of. This vibe, the yeah, Yahoo music and vibe, and like you could literally like. Yes, bro, yeah. that is, dude, that is weird. I, I remember that. I see now. I was like a LimeWire like AOL days, like yeah, yeah. I was a LimeWire kid. I was just downloading toxic ass files onto my family computer. No, no. <laughs> I, actually, I think I, that's how I found about uh, like I found out about Kid Cudi through this too, because mm. my name is Kevin. So yeah, my name is Kevin. So I looked up K and I found Kid Cudi and like. Damn. Lost my mind. I heard day and night for the first time. I was like, <laughs> yeah, like literally, like a kid. Like I don't, th- I don't, I don't even think Yahoo Music is. Um, uh, I'm fucking up. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that Yahoo Music is on the internet anymore, though. Nah, I, no, no, no. When I just wow. googled it, it's like it's like There's the Wikipedia page, and then like that's it. There's not actual Yahoo Music anymore. Yeah. No. Damn. Shout out Yahoo Music, though. That's that's what got me in. I think I was watching hella Chris Brown videos on Yahoo Music. <laughs> Dude, bro, bro, you love Chris Brown, bro. <laughs> I did when I was in middle school, bro. <laughs> oh um, so, you recently took a little break from social media and music for that matter for for a bit sometime like late last year and recently you've come back um 
what happened during that time? Like, was it like a personal thing or were you like honing in and, and like working on music? So like it was more it was like more of both. Really, I got into like a relationship and mm-hmm. I'm the type of person where like if I do something and I need to like change and grow out of this habit because I'm seeing that it's kind of like sets me back. But um, when I do something, I put my 100 percent like all into something mm-hmm. and like that's what I did with the relationship. So like. Yeah, it is what it is. It is, it is what it hey. is. Like it, I, I just I saw it through my boy. <laughs> I saw it. Gots to see it through my it through. boy. I saw it through, but it was it was beautiful. But like, yeah, that's, yeah. Was it a positive, positive experience though? I mean, bro, all I'm saying is it was the hardest I ever loved, and with the hardest you ever love comes with the hardest you ever hurt. Oof, oof, oof. That was gonna be my my next question was was if it was still going on or. Uh, that sounds like a no, though. How yeah, the, how does this, the how this inspire the music? How does this inspire the like? Base, okay, so how does this inspire the music? So that whole year that I took a break, I was like making music, like I was singing. I've been, I've been learning how to sing basically, and like yeah. I've been not writing, but I've been just practicing different things and trying to like find different avenues and like mm-hmm. expand my thought process, like not try to be so boxed in with music like so I started listening to more music during this time so it's not like I was like not making I wasn't making as much music but I was listening to way more music than I have like I was expanding way more than I ever had like I was just while I was in this relationship like really what I was doing since it was in quarantine also like Mm -hmm. and it was crazy but since it was in quarantine like I was just freaking listening to music like making beats i got way better at producing yeah this like it's crazy too like it's not just like so so i wasn't focusing on vocals but i was just getting better at like more of like everything that surrounds like yeah yeah dope though bro like because like a lot of people will just continue to keep releasing music even if like yeah they don't like like it all the way like Mm -hmm. you took you took a step back and got better and like (laughs) now that you're coming back you're gonna be like at a way different level you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah It'll have a better better impact that way. Yeah, no, that's literally like because like I, you're building up hype right now, like low key because you haven't been around, <laughs> bro. And I didn't even do it on purpose. Like I'm yeah, just, I'm just organically living life, just living life, building hype. <laughs> that's funny. That is cool though. I like I like that you're you like took that time to in a way not work on music, but also at least like like round out your musical kind of skill set and yeah. knowledge yeah. of it too. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, uh, from my understanding, we're going to get an album pretty soon from you, yeah. right? What is what is that going to sound like? You don't don't you don't have to give us the whole thing. Don't don't I still want it to be a surprise. But but like, you know, can, right. let us in a little bit though. Like so what what's the album going to sound like? The album really Excuse me. But the album really has, like, I think the same producers. So it's like, I'm, I hope I don't miss anybody, but Scress, Mochila, they produced the songs that you guys already heard. Mm-hmm. This Land is produced Zaza, and one song you guys haven't heard. Um, Fish produced mo- almost, like, the whole second part of the tape. Mm-hmm. And Shout out Fish, by the way. Shinju. Um, I think uh, he's a European producer and Crave they both they produced one song also and that's and then Joe Dirt 
play guitar hey. on some beats. Shout out Joe fish. Dirt as well. We've talked about Joe Dirt on here. Yeah, before. we've talked yeah. about Fish and Joe Dirt on this podcast before. Yeah. Funny enough. So like, I try to give it like. Remember when I was saying like celestial music? Mm-hmm. I like I, but I, but it doesn't sound like Icy Twilight. Like I'm not trying to say that it has that. No, like. At the time when I heard that, it sounded like celestial music. Like, and one day I was gonna make what I think is celestial music, mm-hmm. and this is what it is. Like, like the cover art, like, and everything. Like, I try to create like a, almost like a fallen angel vibe. You know what I mean? Like with the name, like Fall from Grace. Like, yeah, yeah. Literally. Like, is that the the like blue album cover? Yes. On okay, so that is the album cover for yeah. the for the new album. Tight. Yeah. Pull it up real quick. Um, so you so basically you are like in a way reverse engineering that feeling of like that celestial music and kind of making it into your Your own own sort of like taste your own flavor exactly so it's like yeah so i'm trying to like even with the song kids don't cry like that song is about like just going to heaven basically Mm -hmm. like the place where the birds still sing and the kids don't cry it's like just a metaphor for heaven but like yeah that's yeah. like i really just i really went for that vibe. oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. i really went for that vibe this this whole take though yeah that's super dope like i told you bro that cover is yeah this fly. cover is crazy yeah no this cover you really said it's called the tapes could be called fall from grace fall from grace fall from grace. that's super hard um how I, I I this is just like a personal curiosity question, but like lengthwise, what are you thinking with the album? Uh, I th- think it's like not even gonna lie, like 30, 40 minutes. No, nah, dude, that's perfect. It's 12 songs, like but. that is to- I I don't know. I just have this, I'm like a stickler for stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of hate albums that are over an hour long unless mm-hmm. they're like the unless they're like a fucking grand masterpiece. Oh, okay, like, okay. like people dropping. With the exception of a whole lot of red, even though you probably could have taken a couple songs off. But people dropping songs or people dropping albums that have twenty or more yeah. songs makes me want to fucking like jump off a bridge. Why honestly. is it like but, but like I feel like I'm gonna expand into that like later on in the future. Like yeah. I'm gonna make like you know how Pure Born has like cohesive like projects? Yes. I'm about to go into like I'm about to just do some crazy stuff. Like right. I want to like learn how to play instruments. I stuff. want Fire. to see more of that in hip hop music. Honestly, mm-hmm. is the the not only just like having a concept album, mm-hmm. but having a cohesive, fluid, yeah. like sonically fluid album. Because there's this band that I like. It's this. It's this Australian psychedelic rock band. Cool. No, uh, no, but shout out Tool though. Shout out Tool. Uh, their name it's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, it's <laughs> I know it's a crazy name. I know, no, no. They make they make some fucking insane music. But a lot. No, no, you should, you should. They make some crazy fucking music. But but they have a bunch of albums that uh, like f- you can just press play and it sounds like it doesn't stop like mm-hmm. it just goes all the way through and Pierre Bourne is really Pierre Bourne and Metro Boomin are really the only people I can think of that have done that in hip hop at mm-hmm. least of recently too mm-hmm. and I just I want to see that happen more in hip hop because I think it all it almost gives it a for like an outsider looking in it almost makes it seem a little bit more like official mm-hmm. or like because I still think people don't consider hip hop to be like 
I don't want to say they don't consider it to be music, but the hip hop gets discredited Dem- as like a genre. I think still, you know. Most definitely. Anywho, enough about me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I really want to talk about with you is that it, something that stands out to me in a lot in your music is the energy that you bring, and it's not on every song. You know, you know when to to make it a little bit more subdued, maybe a little bit more emotional, but. When you need to turn up on a verse and bring that energy, I think you do it just about as well as anybody else. Where does that energy come from for you? So, like, um, uh, I would, I, I can answer this question like three different ways. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. like, I could say astrology, I could say ADHD. Wait, wait what's could, your sign? What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. But, like, oh. I have a lot of, like, Sagittarius fire energy floating around. I have a stellium of that. So I'll be I'll be out here ooh. I are wanna you, run the world. Are you into astrology? Like really deeply, yeah. Nice, nice. I like yeah. that. My girl has got me into it a little bit for more. Sure, I'm sure. I'm like halfway I used to only know enough about astrology to flirt with women. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I got a girlfriend. And, yeah. and now I'm kinda like, oh yeah, this is kinda cool actually. <laughs> I kinda like this. No, like, anywho, anywho though. So But like yeah, I I definitely but like like every second of the day, like for most for the most part, I feel like I'm about to explode. Like, I feel I But sometimes that. I chill out and I love that. Mm-hmm. But like there's some times like where I like I have to do something. Like I'm yeah. like, "Oh yeah." Mine's going like a mile a minute. Yeah, like pent up pent up energy. Facts for no reason. But mm-hmm. like yeah. So damn, you can really feel it in music. <laughs> that yeah, makes a lot. Can, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the the song that that uh, we're gonna shoot tomorrow yeah. is like a perfect like example yeah. of what I'm talking about here. Where because when I when they sent the Tanner sent it and I was in my car and I listened to it and I like you know I didn't know I was just like oh, okay we'll see what, what's going on and it's just like whoa it's just like right out of the gate I was just like oh fuck I was not ready for this but like here we go I'm fucking strapping in I'm, I'm ready for it now it's a it's a sick dude I really but like in in I love that in music. I love that. But it's interesting to me that you also know how to play the other side of it, too, and and take the more subdued kind of take on it. How do, how do you figure out when to, like, switch those, those modes? So I believe that we all have more than one soul. Mm-hmm. Like, that we have con- like a lot of energies floating around us and like those like result in different personality types like in everybody so like sometimes I'll be feeling more this way mm-hmm. and like I just make whatever I feel like I don't think like I lie in my music like this album is 90% like 95% everything that happened and everything that I said happened 5% is probably like some bullshit that I'm manifesting but like it's yeah. not bullshit. It's just manifestation, <laughs> right? Right. But like, so just a lot of personal experience. But um, yeah, like I just feel like it's whenever, whatever my mood is, like during the day. Like sometimes, like I'm very energetic, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm down in the dumps. It just depends on how I feel, like, and it depends on what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Like, if I listen to a lot of like fast-paced, like harder music, like I'm gonna want to make that type of music. Yeah. But if I've been listening to a lot of, you know, 
like you know, chill, chill vibes. Yeah, they don't you make chiller music. You seem like a really spiritual person. You think I'm, so? I'm, lear- I'm learning this about <laughs> you very quickly that you're a super spiritual person. You think so? Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know. You, honestly, you were you were the most adamant about astrology of all the guests that we've had on the show for so real? far. So oh, that damn. they finna yeah. hate, hate me for this one. <laughs> they finna be like Kevin Kazi <laughs> believes in stars and not in the Lord and Savior Jesus. <laughs> Christ, you got a co-star. <laughs> you li- you wanna- bro, nah, y'all need to fuck with Sanctuary and Time Pass. That shit, that <laughs> this shit. dude, this dude really knows. This dude's really on that shit. That's so funny. That shit is some right What? There. How did you become so spiritual though? Is this like a self-like kind of bro. realization, or like is your family pretty spiritual? Like, okay, so if you listen to the last interview, I said one of he, he asked from one of my influences, and I said Capital Steez. Bro, mm. the underachievers, Joey Badass, that mm-hmm. whole Beast Coast movement used to rap about opening up your chakras, your third eye. So since I was 14 Facts. years old, I've been listening to people rap about it, and I've been looking it up, learn, trying to learn how to do it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Damn, R.I.P. Capital Steez. I forgot about yeah, that. bro. What a, what a, that whole wave was crazy. Too crazy. That shit, that, bro, that shit literally, like, was the wave before I started rap, like it was a wave before I started rapping that gave me the motivation to like, to understand what manifestation was that mm-hmm. like anything that I spoke into my music would happen. Like they gave me the utmost, like, I don't even, I'm like forever. Gave you the grateful br- blueprint. Yeah. yeah. Forever grateful for them. Yeah. Is that like 2012, like 2012, 2013 ish? Yeah. Or is that a little bit earlier than that? I'm trying to think. Yeah. It was like right around when like ASAP was. Ha- yeah. That, I feel like it's yeah, 2012, no, it's 2012, 2013, yeah. 20, like 2013. And then I started rapping like 2015. So like that 1999 tape is classic. 1999 came, came out, out in 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good I'm call. Good call. I'm already known. I know every song from to, on that album. Like <laughs> survival <laughs> tactics definitely was my intro to Joey Badass. 100. And um, it's fine. It's fine with a knife and a missile fight. Right. Intelligence. Man, Joey Badass like is I think. Uh, really underrated very underrated and i'm even I, I think i even underrate J- underrate joey badass no, honestly I'm, like I'm aware, joey badass. I'm i feel like he hasn't released enough yeah partially like, true like, like project he's he somehow gets lost in the like kendrick yeah j cole he's at a lower tier yeah he's like, like he's like in that group but people don't like put him in that no. group mm-hmm. i saw him out rolling loud he was a great performer he was the first show i ever went to he's a great performer my fr- my homie Chris Edlin, shout out Chris if you're listening, had before the money in his yeah, like yeah. Christ, fucking Christ conscious his oh like nineteen God. his like nineteen ninety fucking whatever Volvo he had he had three CDs in there he had the Chronic uh, uh, two thousand one by Dr Dre before the money by Joey Badass and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye <laughs> and like that's all you need like those three albums oh I was God. I was like Chris you have a really good choice. In that's, in your three CDs three right there. Albums. That's fucking wild. Yeah, nah. And I don't get to have this conversation with many people because, like, like, although I meet people that did go through the boom bap conscious phase, there's people that haven't. And mm-hmm. it's just like, damn, like, y'all niggas was missing out. Like, I was losing <laughs> my But honestly, yeah. I'm happy for the people that didn't go through that because I lost my mind through it. I'm joking. I didn't. <laughs> no, I think, well, like, when I was like around that around that time, because I think you're a little younger than me. How old are you? I'm 20. You're 20. Okay, I'm 23. And I th- like around that time is like when I'm like, 
it's like right after I get introduced to like Flocka and Gucci and I'm just like I'm just like yeah Atlanta trap music is the best thing on planet earth and I will not listen to anything else like it was like that in Lil yeah. B for me like that was like if you if you if you met Clay on the fucking school bus going to freshman year fucking high school, it's like Flacavelli and Lil B the Blue Flame. It's like all I'm oh listening to. So I kind of missed out on it a little bit. Like 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 uh, I was late on um, Good Kid, Mad City. Wow. I was I was late on that because okay. So like I hear swimming pools right. Like I hear like the radio hits and I'm just like okay new new guy Kendrick Lamar like whatever. And then I and then really what it was was like to pimp a butterfly came out and I listened to that and I was like what the fuck is happening I have to go back and listen to everything Kendrick Lamar has ever done that album man (laughs) to pimp a butterfly like instrumentally just by itself if you if you take the vocals out from it that album is like probably one of the best jazz albums to come out literally that's like it's crazy right it's fucking crazy it's not even a rap album bro like that is a whole jazz album I recently re-listened to it like maybe a couple months ago because I was just like it's been a long time since I've listened to it and it's really at certain points like not I don't want to say it's not hip hop, but you know what I'm saying though. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very jazzy. It mm-hmm. feels very bluesy mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. points. Like, so yeah, I kind of missed the conscious phase. Yeah, also, uh, as a J Cole hater, but I've kind of I've kind of come around on that. Though. I, I, it's, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't speak by public opinion on J Cole. <laughs> fair, fair, fair point. Attention, listeners across the galaxy all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff. Kick your pubes into the next planet with the performance package and the lawnmower 4.0, just like the other 2 million men worldwide that trust Manscaped for all their below the belt grooming. If you are looking for an out of this world experience, then look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. It has just launched off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. And I know that we have at least one listener in Australia. I see you popping up on the demographics, my friend. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you will find the new and improved Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, a pair of boxer briefs that I'm wearing right now, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 400K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. It also includes a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. After you get done using the Lawnmower 4.0, don't forget to wrap it all up with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver to help your planets be on their A-game when you're feeling the sun's heat. If you want to help out the podcast and help yourself out, you can get 20% off on any product and free worldwide shipping if you use our code Soul Serum Pod. That's right, you heard me. Go to manscaped.com. 
get yourself 20% off. Get some free worldwide shipping by using our code SOULSERUMPOD. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Go to manscaped.com. Use our code. Now back to the podcast. Um, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit off, <laughs> a little bit, uh, off topic here. How does it feel to be so early on the now superstar Billie Eilish? <laughs> hey, yo, fam, hey, you were, that question back one more time. I was not expecting that. How does it feel to be so, you were on Billie Eilish so early in 2017 is when that song came out and now she's on the cover of Vogue. She's like, she be long on Vogue. She had tense. <laughs> you guys continue. I'm sorry. She got Grammys. She's got award-winning albums, critically acclaimed albums. Kevin Kazi, 2017, trying to marry Billie Eilish. Like, oh I was even God. looking on your SoundCloud, bro. You have like a couple of like album covers that like are Billie yeah, Eilish. Yeah. How does it feel to be the the first one, the, the so early on on <laughs> Billie Eilish? Wait, so so you're so you're crowning me the pioneer? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give you that crown. So you're saying right that. I'm, so like right now, you're saying I'm the pioneer. I'm declaring it right here. Man, um, <laughs> honestly, I still follow Billie Eilish and I still like all of her pictures for sure. But um, my love for her is kind of matured at this point. Like, <laughs> it's not like I want to like marry her, but it's like we gonna see in the future, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna keep dropping these songs, bro. People gonna get to know me, bro. And people are gonna they're gonna keep learning about Kevin Cosby, man. And I'm gonna get to know people, and I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna come across Billy Eilish one day, and I'm gonna be like, "What's up, fam? I made a song about you, and we were we were jits." <laughs> That'd be a good entry point, honestly. Just say I made a song about you, and just let her hear it, bro. No, she she already did. Oh, she did. She heard the song. Oh, y'all don't know. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. No, no, no. Y'all don't know that she like retweeted it and like posted some shit. No, that us. Yeah, like I'm so serious. Like this is not even a joke. Like I lost my like, bro. This shit boosted my career. Like, I am forever thankful for Billie Eilish, like, for the rest of my life. Like, holy shit. That's crazy. I did not know that. I know, yeah. I, I knew about the, uh, the Adam 22 stuff, but I don't, uh, it's bro, not, this is not the time nor the place. No, bro, all that shit happened around the same time. Like, Billie Eilish freaking retweeted the song and then, like, the Adam shit happened. Like, What happened with Adam? Honestly, it's it's patched over. Like I, I hate talking about. Yeah, this yeah. It's it's. I've, it's. I'm gonna tell you afterwards. Though. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about it you afterwards. I, right I was looking at it. It's, it's now you're you pique my curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I actually. I just looked up on Twitter. Billie Eilish and Kevin Kazi. I'm, I'm looking at the vibes right now. Yeah, bro. Well, so from on a scale from 0 to 100 what's the chances of you still marrying her you think uh i can't i can't really like put like a number on that because like, only god knows what's going to happen in the future my nigga like, you know you're right you're right you're right like, you're right 
What's Billy's astrological sign? Are She's y'all Sagittarius. Damn, this man already knows. Oh my fucking god, that's so funny. <laughs> Damn, y'all are probably mad compatible, huh? Yep. I don't know, man. I I I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Eilish, if you're listening, send us your co-star profile. We need to <laughs> we need to compare our charts real quick. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, if Billy Eilish is listening to this podcast, that'd be fire. Come that on the pod. Come on the podcast, Billy. We appreciate it. Shout out to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So um, would you consider like that moment, like that, that retweet, like one of like your bigger breaks? Oh, like or the biggest? So that was gonna be one of my questions. Is like, when was like the first time when you were making music and putting it out on SoundCloud? Like, what would you? What was like a breakthrough point? That to, like that moment that right was, there. Like that moment right how, there. How like how oh many SoundCloud God. followers did you have before that? Bro, I don't even remember. Don't remember. But like, I had a lot more after that shit happened. <laughs> yeah. And then the shit just kept rolling on. Like it was wild, bro. Like, thank you, Billy. <laughs> like that's so fucking wild. I'm uh, so grateful for it now. Like before, and I'm I'm gonna say this too. Yeah. When I was growing up and this shit was happening, people would DM me and they would like only ask me questions about Billie Eilish. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know Billie Eilish. <laughs> and it turned into like where I almost like I kind of resented Billie. Like I was damn. like, like yeah, I was really like, damn, like you retweeted this song and like everybody fucking loves it, but like there's hella people that hate it and there's it hella just- people that are weird about it, like. Like Billy Eilish stands in your yeah, DMs, like, just like, why would you say that? Yeah, and then there's like, Billy? and then there's Billy Eilish stands in my DMs, like, do you know Billy? Could you tell Billy this? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. She she's like actually transcended into like that like pop superstar oh, yeah, like, like like tier, uh, I guess no, now. Bro, bro, like she's. Loki on like the Taylor Swift like nice. fandom vibes right now. Nice. I I experienced that on a very low level with like Jack Kay's stuff. Like Jack Kay's fans will be in our DMs, be like, "Yo, will you tell Jack this?" Like, <laughs> like can you get, like some people like giving me their phone numbers, be like, "Yo, can you tell Jack to text me?" It's just like, like, Jeez, what do you expect Laura. me to do? Like, <laughs> text you about what? About what? Like, what are y'all <laughs> talking about? <laughs> what are you and Jack gonna talk about? <laughs> you gonna discuss guitar chords? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out so to Jack. Fans, fans, you gotta be appreciative of the fans, but the fans, super fans, are different. Yeah, yeah. it's also super young kids who that's what it was who yeah. don't understand yet. Because I also was one of those kids. Just don't get like proper like social media like social cues and like the proper way to interact with people you don't realize that (laughs) that dm you send is like one of the 300 that just got sent in in the last like two hours like type shit like that might be an extreme scale but but you know maybe not for that retweet he you probably had hella people in your dms bro i had niggas that like stop fucking with me start fucking with me again over that shit it was wild bro i didn't see the world change after that shit like Billy and you know what's crazy? Billy probably just did it, not thinking about it. Yeah, but like, yeah, she was probably just like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Oh, look, changed my life forever. Like, that's why. That's crazy. That'd be dope story to tell her. We are manifesting the Billy Eilish Kevin Kazi connection (laughs) right now on this podcast. We need a song. Manifesting. We need a a song now. Oh my god, y'all are hilarious, (laughs) Phineas. Get at me, bro. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) yo, 
You're uh, wildin', man. <laughs> well, let's let's change gears a little bit here. Let's for change sure, gears. For sure. um, tell me what uh, a live Kevin Kazi performance is like, because I, I I gotta I have this inclination that it's probably pretty wild. <laughs> you probably go kind of crazy on stage. Um, I mean, damn. Kind of, most of the times when I perform on stage, it's kind of out of body. Like I don't remember, like really, like in full detail what happened but I remember the feeling especially mm-hmm. if the crowd was responsive mm. I remember the feeling of that like but I guess it's just a tall nigga with hella energy yelling at you <laughs> <laughs> hey that that shit be making the crowd shake man yeah I swear to god I swear to god <laughs> Have you? Yeah, like, yo, what? I went to the Kevin Kazi concert last night. How was it? I don't know. Dude was super tall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what people. They're like, I don't know. The music was good, but like, dude was super tall though. It was crazy. <laughs> no, but I guess it just like just expect to to have fun. Like I hate like stiff crowds. Yeah, I love going to shows. I love being in the crowd. That's yeah. the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. Like I want a mosh pit. Like I want to jump around. Yeah, like I want to run around. And I want to have fun because like. Music is the only thing that makes me feel like this. That's so. and and music is, like concerts and those situations are like the only times that you can experience that feeling. That's what yeah. it is, bro. that feeling. You know, bro, I don't even remember it, but I remember how it feels, bro. Like that's that, really what it is. That's such a weird thing, mm-hmm. like performing or, or even like honestly, like speaking to like a room of people. Like you, like low key black out and yeah. like you you don't really know what happened everybody says it's good and you're like all right thanks i guess but like yeah. you have that feeling though you that feel you, that way that as, you, you, feel, you feel that way as a fan too at like one of your favorite artist shows like yeah that you're just looking so forward to it and you get there and you're just so in like the zone yeah honestly that the cardi concert in columbus that yeah. we we've referenced it on the show before <laughs> but me and you were both there when we didn't know each other which is really funny but it was dope because it was it was the rowdiest crowd i've ever been at at a concert period and it's like not even close it was insane but for the last like i, I thought i was about to die for a second like with the oxygen i was just like oh Those my are the God. best shows bro and i <laughs> so like i for the last two songs i like left but i went up to the balcony in the venue and I got to look down on the crowd just like like waving like that so not only did I get to like have the experience in the crowd but I got to almost like remove myself from the situation and be like damn that's what was happening like and it kind of it kind of helped me like not do that like blackout thing you know I got to like actually visualize and like see what was happening from like above do you ever uh, you ever just like rewatch videos of your concerts to like to try and figure it out um I wow I don't have you ever rewatched I have I have why do I keep doing that I gotta stop talking with my hands or like use my hands (laughs) over here here. (laughs) but like I have but like I don't like revisiting like memories. Mm-hmm. I like making new ones. Yeah, feel like, that. I begin like kind of antsy when I can't make new memories. Like, and I definitely get that. So I I think it's there's like a healthy balance of that though. Like mm-hmm. you should you know keep pushing forward and keep making new memories. But it also is sometimes important to like take that like break, break. and yeah. like just be yeah. like. Mm, but I, I'm the type of person that like likes to revisit after like a long time. So yeah, I really see the growth and evolution. Yeah, right? like so I can really go through it and I can really fuck up 
as many times as I need to to finally learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Like, and mm -hmm. then when I look back at it, I can see how many times and like really go into depth. Yeah, because like retrospection, retrospection is the key to human advancement. That's a bar. Mic drop. <laughs> 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 man, this guy fucking must read books or something, man. <laughs> you read any books? Um, yeah, actually, serious question. Do though. I read books? Not really. Not like recently. No. no. It's just I read a lot of stuff on the internet, though. Like, yeah. Like I read like books on like alchemy and like yeah. stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. but, like just shit like that. The Alchemist. Like, I, I I read that book. <laughs> you like uh you like like herbs and tinctures and stuff like that. Oh, now if we're talking about THC tincture, I love it. <laughs> I love it. No, but <laughs> isn't that what alchemy is? Isn't al alchemy like chemicals and yeah, like stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I think well, it depends on what type of alchemy you're talking about. Mm -hmm. There's different types. Like what's what, dude, school me a little bit? I'm oh curious. I don't really know. You you be reading stuff about alchemy? Do like I have what do to you talk about this on the? Nah, on you the, don't the, have to. The, <laughs> you don't have to. If you this don't is how people to. like literally get like Tupac Shakur, bro. Like we might need to cut that <laughs> out. Like, <laughs> like I'm not even joking. All right, no alchemy. No alchemy no, talk. But like <laughs> I do, I do read like a lot of books on spirituality, like yeah. different types of religions, like yeah different types of spiritual practices mm -hmm. like hermetic practices like yeah. shit like that because to, just trying to decipher the laws of the universe and like advancement of self like that's really like all it is so tough tough subjects to tackle There's a lot of ambiguity i've and, honestly yeah. been like I, kind of struggling with the self-advancement recently too mm. just because like a lot of changes are happening in my life right now and i'm in one of those moments where i'm like okay and like three weeks from now like shit's gonna be good like it's fine all these things are gonna happen yada yada, yada. but like i'm in this moment right now where i'm just like I just feel like there's like a whirlpool going around me and I'm like, how the fuck do I advance out of that? So I've actually, it's funny that you bring that up because I've really been pondering like self advancement mm -hmm. recently. What are, what are your keys to self advancement? Like um, your, your own personal like <laughs> practices or little things that you try to remind yourself of for that. Um, meditation. And that's the most, that's the corniest thing anybody could ever say. But like meditation teaches you to be mindful of your mm -hmm. thought process. And with, you think something before you do it. Like everything happens in here, mm -hmm. inside, before it shows on the outside. Mm -hmm. So like when you learn every single vein, like every single like connecting point, and you can differentiate every single thought, that's when like you really like master control of yourself. And you can only do that through meditation. Because you feel do. that hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I feel like honestly, I, I don't. I would. I don't. I don't really do any like official meditation, you but like to. I will definitely go out in my backyard and just like sit and just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like try to like turn everything Unplug. off for a second. Yeah, literally. Like sometimes if I'll be like editing a video for a long time, and like I'm in one of those moods where like just like little things start to bother me. I'm like, why the fuck are people opening doors in this fucking house? I fucking hate it. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I'm just like, uh, bro, you just like got to go outside and like feel air for a second and just sun. Like, chill out. Literally, those fuck the fucking sun rays bring you back to life. Um, 
Well, we've gone over quite a bit of stuff here today. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to touch on before we wrap up and get out of here? Um, I just want everybody to know that it's okay to be yourself. This interview might not make sense to a lot of you. You guys might look at me differently after this interview. I was extremely nervous throughout the whole thing. But I tried to be myself throughout the whole shit. That's all we asked for. You did a good for. job, bro. Like, all, the whole thing. And all just, we ask you to do is be yourself, Kevin. And, and, that's, and that's all I want people to do is just to be themselves, to love themselves. It is. That's, all, that's it. That's the, that's the key to life. Y'all heard yourself. the man. Y'all <laughs> heard the man. Be yourselves. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all I got to say. Like, the more in touch you are with your inner self, the better you're going to be for the world. Beautiful. That is, that is a that. beautiful note to end it on. I want to remind everybody. Well, first of all, thank you, everybody, for listening. Where can, hold on. Where can it. they follow you on social media? Uh, K-V-I-N, K-A-Z-I, Kevin Kazi, everywhere. It's the same thing. Like, even on SoundCloud. There you go. Not a lot of people. I got to imagine that was never taken as a username for you, ever. Look, shout out to my homie Denzel. He done, he done pulled some strings with his <laughs> intelligence, and he done got me what I needed to get. You feel me? Fire. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> uh, I want to remind everybody, as always, to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Soul Serum. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the main page, the TV page. Motherfucking join the Discord. Join the Patreon. You could have got all these previous videos early if you had joined the Patreon. Now you look like a goofy because you don't have them early. Uh, follow us on TikTok. My fucking, uh, just click all the links in the bio. Um, and as always, I am your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, Team Avis. And I am, uh, six, nine black guy, Kevin Kazi. <laughs> Deuces, everybody. We'll see y'all next week.